No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see that the Lord sent Israel away because of her sin, but God's servant would fully obey him and receive his help. Those in darkness should rely on the Lord. We hope you join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Isaiah chapter 50 on Simply the Bible. Isaiah was writing to a nation that had strayed away from God. They had drifted from his commandments and would go into captivity as a result. But as is so often the case with humans, they wanted to blame God for their problems. And they accused God of forgetting and forsaking them. We continue in Isaiah chapter 50. Thus says the Lord, Where is the certificate of your mother's divorce, whom I have put away? Or which of my creditors is it to whom I have sold you? For your iniquities have sold yourselves, and for your transgressions your mother has been put away. God had entered into a covenant relationship with Israel. It was really a marriage relationship. But now they felt that God had set them aside to divorce them, as it were. So God says, where is the certificate of your mother's divorce? According to the law, if a man found some uncleanness in his wife, he could write her a certificate of divorce and put her away. So God said, if I've divorced you, then show me the divorce papers. God had indeed divorced the northern kingdom of Israel, allowing them to be assimilated by the Assyrians, according to Jeremiah 3.8. But he had not divorced the southern kingdom of Judah. He had only permitted his unfaithful wife to suffer chastening in Babylon for 70 years. God also said, To which of my creditors have I sold you? A man could indenture his children as servants to someone to pay for his debts, but God had not done this. They, in fact, had sold themselves as slaves because of their own iniquities. Verse 2, Why, when I came, was there no man? Why, when I called, was there none to answer? Is my hand shortened at all that it cannot redeem? Or have I no power to deliver? God had come to them. He had sent his prophets to speak to them and call them back to himself. But was anyone listening? They had turned a deaf ear to God's word. As the Jewish captives would read this in Babylon, they would think that God had failed them and that his hand was too short to redeem them or that he lacked the power to deliver them. We must listen to God's word and remember that his arm is never too short to save us and he can deliver us from all trouble if we will bring it to him. But sometimes our sins separate us from faith in God and in his deliverance. And that's why we should follow the example of David in Psalm 139 where he asked God to search him and to show him if there was any evil way in him. Indeed, with my rebuke, I dry up the sea. I make the rivers a wilderness. Their fish stink because there is no water and die of thirst. I clothe the heavens with blackness and I make sackcloth their covering. 
God reminded them of his mighty power. At his rebuke, he dried up the Red Sea, and he clothed the heavens with blackness as one of the plagues that he sent upon Egypt. By the way, according to Revelation, he will do the same thing, sending darkness to the entire world during the Great Tribulation. Now, beginning in verse 4, it shifts. You'll recall that back in chapter 49, the servant of the Lord was talking, who is Jesus Christ. He speaks again here. The Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned, that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as the learned. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. All the words that Jesus spoke, he received from the Father. Even his enemies confessed that nobody else spoke like him. He is the wonderful counselor. He is the wonderful counselor who knows how to speak exactly the right words at exactly the right time. He speaks comforting words to the weary. He said in Matthew eleven twenty eight, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And one of the ways that he gives us rest is through his words of comfort and encouragement. Now, we can experience many forms of weariness. There is physical weariness, where we become physically weary from a hard day's work, and even serving the Lord can wear us out. Emotional weariness, trials and troubles can leave us emotionally exhausted. Bereavement, frustration, rejection, and criticism leave us feeling emotionally spent. Mental weariness, sometimes we just grow weary thinking and our brains need a vacation. Spiritual weariness, if you are serving God, you will soon experience the spiritual battle raging around you. Waging this warfare leaves you spiritually exhausted. So Jesus gives comforting and reviving words for all such weariness. He encourages us to keep on keeping on. Now it says that he awakens my ear in the morning. This speaks of Jesus being awakened morning by morning to hear the Father's voice. But it carries over to us as well. Many times the Lord will waken me up early in the morning And I can either head for the coffee pot or turn on the television or check out our investments or check my email or social media, or I can commune with the Lord. I can pray with the young Samuel, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. How wonderful are those early morning hours of fellowship with just me and Jesus and maybe a cup of coffee. He opened my ear and I was not rebellious. The opening of Christ's ear can be taken two ways. It can mean that he had a listening ear to do the Father's commands, but it also speaks of him as being a bond servant. Under the law, a Hebrew could sell himself as a slave for six years, but in the seventh year he would go free. However, if he said, I love my master and I want to continue to serve him, Then they would take him to the doorpost and pierce his ear with an owl to the doorpost, and he would become a willing servant for life. 
God prepared a body for Jesus and opened his ear to be a bondservant. And Jesus voluntarily emptied himself and humbled himself as a servant, becoming obedient to the point of death on a cross. He was not rebellious, nor did he turn away. I gave my back to those who struck me and my cheeks to those who plucked out the beard. I did not hide my face from shame and spitting. Jesus gave his back to those who flogged him with a cat of nine tails. He gave his cheeks to those who plucked out his beard by the handfuls. And he didn't hide his face from their blows when they blindfolded him and beat him and he couldn't see where the blows were coming from or when they spat on him or the shame of the cross. For the Lord God will help me. Therefore, I will not be disgraced. Therefore, I have set my face like a flint and I know that I will not be ashamed. He is near who justifies me. Who will contend with me? Let us stand together. Who is my adversary? Let him come near me. Surely the Lord God will help me. Who is he who will condemn me? Indeed, they will all grow old like a garment. The moth will eat them up. He says here, the Lord God will help me. Jesus lived his entire life in the shadow of the cross. F.B. Meyer said, With all other men, death is the close of their life. With Christ, it was the object. We die because we were born. Christ was born that he might die. But even though he knew that he would go to the cross, Jesus also knew that in the end, the Lord would be his vindication. God would not allow his body to see decay. He would not abandon him to the grave. Though he would endure the shame of the cross, he would not be disgraced, for God would glorify him. Therefore, he set his face like a flint. We see that as he approached Jerusalem for the last time, he was resolute, setting his face to go there. He says, who will condemn me? All of their condemnation would come to nothing. Now, Paul quotes this in Romans 8.33, and he applies it to us. Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is he who condemns? It is Christ who died and furthermore is also risen, who is even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us. I love those verses. When somebody comes against you and wants to lay some trip on you, just say, hey, who's going to bring a charge against God's elect? Who shall condemn? It's Christ who is justifying me because I've trusted in him. Love it. Finally, it says here that the Lord's enemies would all grow old like a garment and the moth would eat them up. What has happened to the enemies of the Lord? What has happened to the scoffers? Those who find fault with Jesus or his word, they just vanish into thin air. But the Lord continues to be exalted today in the lives of billions and will be exalted throughout all eternity. Who among you fears the Lord? Who obeys the voice of his servant? Who walks in darkness and has no light? Let him trust in the name of the Lord and rely upon his God. It is true that we will go through periods of darkness. As David says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. If you're walking in darkness, you can trust in the name of the Lord. 
Even in our darkest places, the Lord will be our light if we will seek Him and look to His Word. Dr. Bob Jones Sr. often said, Never doubt in the dark what God has told you in the light. Verse 11, Look all you who kindle a fire, who encircle yourselves with sparks. Walk in the light of your fire and in the sparks you have kindled. This you shall have from my hand. You shall lie down in torment. Now you've heard of the pagan rituals where they kindle a fire and form a circle and walk in the light of their fire, worshiping their gods. It could be that Isaiah was speaking of them. It could also be that he's speaking of those who would kindle their own fire of unbelief or hatred against God. But the fire they have kindled will lead to an everlasting fire of judgment. How tragic when the Lord's salvation is as close as calling on the name of His servant, Jesus Christ, and seeking to walk in His glorious light, His marvelous light that He provides to everyone who seeks Him. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. That's calvarytv.org. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. To listen to previous episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our podcast on iTunes or Spotify and please leave us a review. Tomorrow we will see where the Lord comforts Zion. They should look to their rock and listen to him rather than fearing man. The ransomed of the Lord will return with singing. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of Isaiah on Simply the Bible.